Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So let's get to, to the topic right there. Like, the Josh Hart deal is complete. But what comes next for the Knicks? It's been an offseason of note on several fronts. So right now we have, of course, the Josh Hart extension. We also had Obi Toppin get traded. We had Dante DiVincenzo be signed. We had a former second-round pick in Trevor Keels get cut. So it's not like the Knicks have necessarily brought in any superstars or anything, but there have been some important things that have happened over the past several months. Meanwhile, you come into the season, Manuel quickly is entering the last year of his contract. He needs a contract extension potentially. Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau have just two years left on their deal. Tom Thibodeau becomes a lame duck if he doesn't get a contract this year going into next season. Evan Fournier remains unhappy with his playing time, and yet he is still a member of the New York Knicks. So I ask you, Tommy, what order of business you believe comes next for the Knicks now that the Josh Hart thing is in the rearview mirror? Yeah, I think obviously the most important uh, piece of business left on the table is Emmanuel Quickly uh, signing, um, yeah. potential extension, et cetera. Um, but my sense is that both sides are going to delay that kind of, uh, you know, have a little game of chicken going on up until the start of the regular season. Um, yeah. But both teams face it before they, you know, they, they have to you know, essentially lock into uh, an agreement one way or the other. Um, so I think that's going to get pushed back a little. We'll see, you know, anything's possible, certainly. Um, you know, maybe now that mix um, have to do Josh Hart contract on the books and they know exactly what they're paying, et cetera, maybe they'll – you know, approach, uh, you know, uh, IQ early next week and his representatives and say, listen, here's what we're thinking. You know, where you, I, I'm sure they already had kind of periphery discussion, but here's the formal yeah. offer. Um, you know, what do you think, et cetera. Um, and, and, and obviously all the other stuff you mentioned is, is, is on the table, uh, you know, is, is topics for discussion. The one thing that I think 
and it doesn't look like you know it's it's a it's a, a point of uh, you know it's, it's something the Knicks will focus on, but it's something I had thought you know maybe in the back of my mind they might pursue is a backup power forward off kind mm-hmm. of the the free agent that fell through the cracks. Um, we saw Derek Jones Jr. just signed today with the Mavericks. You know he's off yeah. the board. Um, Christian Woods still out there. Would he settle for a one year deal at the? <laughs> it's you know, amazing that that guy has still not been signed. I don't know it, it, what which, it, which, which speaks volumes. And there's, a, you know, there's a reason. You know, uh, yeah. I just watched the Johnny the Johnny Menzel documentary and like there's a reason why a lot of teams had him <laughs> off the board completely. Uh, right. You know, some guys just ta- all the talent in the world. Um, they're not ready to contribute on a you know professional basis, et cetera. Um, but yeah, there there are other similar players. Um, obviously, not as talented as um, as Christian Wood, but there are other you know uh, viable veteran, you know talented, you know backup fours that the Knicks could bring in and and potentially play ten to fifteen minutes a night. Um, we know about Tibbs' limited rotation, et cetera. Um, but it, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, the longer this, you know, longer we get into August. The closer we get to training camp, it seems like the Knicks are, are are seriously content to go into training camp with Josh Hart. Now, you know, the 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 the, the five, the, the multimillionaire Josh Hart, um, you know, to make him earn that money and play heavy duty yeah. minutes um, at the four, which, you know, circling back to our previous conversation, is that what's best for his health long term? Um, is he going to be last the whole, you know, the whole regular season and into the postseason? Um, but, you know, again, it doesn't look like they have any, you know, they signed Nathan Knight. Um, you know, on, on a two-way contract, maybe they'll see what he brings them in camp. Maybe they'll wait to see if somebody shakes out, um, you know, Blake Griffith, uh, you know, one of those type of guys. Yeah. Um, if, 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 if they're about. still on the board, um, you know, if they're not happy with Josh Hart, maybe they can, you know, make a trade for one of those guys or one of those guys will probably still be on the free agent market um, a month into the regular season. They can kind of reassess. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something we had talked about. Um, a month ago, six weeks ago, and it, it, it seems like they're they're content to kind of stick stick to the script and uh, enter the season that way. So we'll see. Yeah, the power forward thing is is very interesting. I don't I don't feel all that comfortable with how it's set up. Like to me, like they I think to go into the season with Julius Randle as your only power forward, and you know I, I like I keep hearing the Jericho Sims and. And I heart combination. I, I we watched that last year. I mean, that's the thing about it. Like it would be different if they just never tried it and say, okay, well maybe right. this could work. I don't. I mean, that was some of the worst basketball we saw from the Knicks last season when they had yeah. to go with with uh with with uh with Jericho since playing power forward when Obi Toppin was out. I mean, that was a disaster. Now that was before they had Josh Hart, so they didn't have that second option to do something else. But that didn't work at all. They had to they had to scrap it essentially. So. Uh, you know, they've been kind of pitching us that maybe that, that could be a, a thing that they do this season, but I don't think that's going to work. Neither of those guys can stretch the floor. Um, you know, Harden sounds like a good passer and a, and a good ball handler, but, you know, he's more of a true five. He's not a power forward. And Jericho Simmons is, is just a, a dunker, essentially, offensively. So I, I think that that's definitely something they got to address. You, what you don't want is there to be, you know, an injury not going away. We don't want any injuries, but, if, you know, this is what happens. You know, Julius Randle's been extremely durable. And if he something freak happens, and then you don't have anybody that can step in, even for you know a couple of weeks or a month, Nick could be in a little bit of trouble. So I, I do agree. I would be interested to see if they find a way to address that in a more serious way. I think they've been quite frankly a little unserious with how they've approached the backup power forward position. Um, the Amanda quickly thing continues to be just something that I think is going to be. I think it's going to be interesting. Like we've talked about it a bunch on this show. I have told you guys that uh, in my heart of hearts, I really don't know. And I don't think that a contract extension will come, come to fruition with this only because 
if Emmanuel quickly signs an extension with the Knicks and whatever the number is, if it's 90 to 75, somewhere around there, um, he's signing basically his the prime of his career or the one of the most important parts of his career of being a backup point guard. And uh, if I was Emmanuel quickly and I saw what I did when I entered the starting lineup, or I saw what I did when I got um, real starters minutes, I would say, hey, maybe I have all-star caliber potential and I'm not going to sign a deal for less than $100 million or less than 105 And Jalen Brunson signed a deal that was essentially 109 Like, him and Brunson's numbers aren't that far off when you look at what Brunson did in Dallas and what Emmanuel quickly did for the Knicks. So if you're the Knicks, are you going to give Emmanuel quickly a contract equal to Jalen Brunson? Uh, that sounds ridiculous. I don't think that you can, even though you know you got Brunson for uh, an absolute steal. So that's going to be interesting. I think we're going to learn how much Emmanuel quickly really values being a Nick. Uh, he, he says all the right things. I have no reason to think that he doesn't value it. But, you know, this is, of course, a business. And this is where uh, you're trying to maximize your earning potential. And as important as guards are in this league and even backup guards can get paid money, um, it's different than being paid like an NBA starter, especially at the point guard position. So that 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 continues to be the thing that I think will be interesting. We'll see if the Knicks come to an extension. The one thing I, I do that gives me hope for the Knicks is it feels like un, besides the Obi Toppin situation, it feels like Nick players really kind of value this organization. They value this front office, particularly with Wes and with Leon, that it feels like they're able to smooth out these any issues like Mitchell Robinson, when he became free agent and it looked like he may be gone, they gave him a contract and they wrapped their arms around him. Uh, we've seen what happened with RJ Barrett, and his contract extension. It feels like that could be something that maybe gets them across uh, the finish line. If it does come to a tough negotiation with Emmanuel quickly and his representatives. Again, the one thing I'll mention is again, I expect the things to drag out there until there's an actual deadline, but, if you're not com- going to commit to Emmanuel quickly long-term, I think you seriously have to consider trading him um, while mm. his value is still relatively high, while the team you know, will have him under control, You know, look at the Raptors situation. Um, again, as we've talked about, um, uh, what, what, what could the Knicks have gotten for Obi at this time last year, You know, 12 months right. ago? There was, there, we talked about it. There were polls where of the three young Knicks, um, Grimes, IQ, and Obi. Obi was the player that most fans wanted to keep and, and kind of viewed right. as the most important long term. Um, and then, yeah. you know, 12 months later, he's traded for two second round draft picks. Um, right. We talked about Hachimura and, and et cetera. Um, so that is one cause for concern. I don't want the Knicks to trade IQ. I, you know, yep. again, if they trade IQ, um, you know, where's their backup point guard coming from? Um, if they let him go to restricted free agency, that's a dangerous game to play. Um, yes. You know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, one quick thing, I was I just looked it up as we were talking. Um, uh, Hartenstein and Sims played 128 minutes together um, during the regular season, which isn't an inconsequential sample size, small but not inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Average just 106 points uh, per 100 possessions, uh, offensive rating um, while giving up over 109, so they had a minus three um, net rating. So you know, again, wasn't wasn't and that's against backups. Right. You know, like like that, that lineup is not playing against the team's other team's first units. Like that, right. that unit was playing as backups, and they were uh, awful offensively, essentially. And it's not garbage time in a you know, right. Artist, it's not going to be on the floor, you know, for the garbage time. 
Right. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Because I mean, again, like it wasn't. Obi Toppin was out for like a month and a half. Like, it wasn't like a short amount of time. Right, he was out. Right. So like we saw those guys play together a considerable amount, and it was terrible. I mean, it, like it, it was clearly those guys didn't match. It felt like watching. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking to my dad about it yesterday. Like you see some of these teams and how they played in like the early two thousands, and you see these rosters and you see these front courts. You're like, how the hell did Nick starting? Othella Harrington and Kurt Thomas together. Like, that was a thing. Like, that happened. And, 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 and like, as bad as that front office was, front court was, and shout out to both guys, especially Kurt Thomas. You know, he played for Knicks a bunch of times. He played an important member of the 99 team. But, like, that wasn't, like, abnormal. Like, a lot of teams were playing two lumbering bigs who couldn't shoot. Like, that just – or couldn't shoot threes, at least. That that was, like, well, the norm. Well, at least they had Moochie Norris and Shannon Anderson, you know, to, to kind of hold, to hold down the backboard. Listen, you, you give me PTSD, uh, EJ. Come on, I'm, now. I'm sorry, Nick. Sorry, Knicks fans. I know we're. I don't want to. I don't want it to be a Kevin Brown uh, situation. All <laughs> the orders where all of a sudden the Odyssey has to has to suspend has to suspend me. Only positive. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get suspended for bringing up old things with the Knicks, because <laughs> boy, that would that would be a, a dark podcast. But like yeah. that, that was kind of what it felt like watching those guys play together. So that that seems a non-starter. Like that that is not that is not an option. So I, hopefully they come up some kind of resolution with that. Um, and 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 I, I do think the Leon and Tibbs thing is 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 really under the radar right now. I feel like a lot of fans really aren't paying that much close attention to it. But I feel like one of two things is going to happen. Either nothing's going to happen this year. And then like all of a sudden we're going to be in the middle of the season being like, oh my God, like what, like what's Nick's future? Like, is Leon going to stay? Like, does he want to keep doing this? Like what the hell is going on? Or you're going to get just a random, random press release. Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau extended. And it's going to lead to, uh, some hysteria. Some people will be happy, and it's going to be an explosive day on Nick's Twitter and the Nick's universe. Um, but that means that's what's going to happen. Either there's, there's going to be nothing. They're going to just play the season out, and then we're going to go into the offseason essentially being like, we don't know what's going on, and then we'll have to wait for that maybe woe drop or to get the new press release to come out randomly during the summer. Or, again, it's going to happen sometime in the next couple of weeks or next couple of months or maybe you know right before the season all of a sudden – press release Tom Thibodeau extended and people were like, what the hell? Like, like it's, but that's the thing because with coaches now, especially with coaches, like you can't, you you cannot send a coach into his final year of his contract with one year. Like that's like, that's, that's just not even a starter at this point for NBA coaches. They, these guys have sometimes three, four years left in their deal and they're still getting fired. So you think that, you know, players are going to be locked into a coach that has one year left on his deal, especially if they don't like the coaches. I'm not saying Nick's don't like Tibbs, but if Tibbs gets on these guys' nerves and they know he's on a one-year deal, maybe they decide, hey, maybe I'll tune this coach out. Maybe they'll get him out of here. So that can't happen. So they're going to have to do something about that, and they're going to have to do something pretty soon. So when we talk about things that come next, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, it's, if it's something involving uh, Leon Rose and Tibbs and their situations. Fair point. Yeah, I, I, I see the organization um... – T- wanting to kind of take care of that and, and you know, and yeah. just kind of have everything settled to, to avoid a situation. Um, but like you said, I think the, the way we probably find out about it is it's Friday afternoon, um, you know, Woj tweet where they're both locked in for like 10 years. Um, <laughs> Cause a lot of hysteria, but um, you know, listen, I, I think they've both earned an opportunity to kind of, uh, um, you know, at least for another year or so. And with the way things are trending in the right direction, that being said, 
as we've talked about, there's no guarantee that next year the Knicks, uh, you know, get off with flying colors. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so there's, uh, there's always a possibility to step back, some thin front court stuff, and, you know, Brunson takes a step back and because uh, he played at such an incredible level. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, um, but, uh, again, nothing's guaranteed, so you would understand why Tibbs would want to get things, and, and Rose get kind of the contracts locked down now while, uh, while, while there's definitely a, a positive public sentiment. I totally want to say one thing. The day, if it happens, that Thibodeau gets intended, oh, would that be a fun day on this, <laughs> Twitter and on this podcast? I will tell you that much. <laughs>